0: We are on Ksubis Yud Bays Omed Aleph 12A2 in the Arts of Gemara as we begin a new Mishnah. Hopefully in this class we'll be able to cover two Mishnayos and their Gemaras in its entirety. These are two short Mishnayos with uh, commentary from the Gemara. And with these two Mishnayos we will also conclude the topic of some of the details within the Ksuba in terms of how much... Uh, In certain situations, how much do they receive? Um, And, you know, is it possible to give more than 200? That will be discussed now. And uh, the next Mishnah, after these two, will begin a whole new topic, which will take us uh, a couple of weeks. Okay. Says the Mishnah, If you recall, Uh, We have again, just to review. We have this year-long period of the engagement, from the engagement to the wedding. It's a year long. During that time, in most places, they're not allowed to have sexual relations. However, if she commits adultery, it's viewed as adultery. During that time period, it has. It's uh, they have to get divorced, um, and she committed adultery. However, uh, that's in that's regards to most places in the uh, region of Yehuda, where Yehuda was. There was at least some places. We'll see in the Gemara. It's only some places. Some places had the custom that they would uh, they would be secluded during at different points in time in the during the engagement. And if that's the case, so then if at the wedding night uh, he finds out, uh, he realizes and makes the claim that uh, she wasn't a virgin and she thought he thought that she was a virgin. We don't believe him, and we don't care because. Uh, They were secluded And therefore there's concern That maybe you know why She's not a virgin Because the two of you Had sexual relations Um, And so therefore He does not have A good and valid claim Because they already had yichu They were already secluded Now this whole concept Of being secluded uh, There are some opinions Who say that It wasn't intended for them To have sexual relations It was intended for them To be close with each other uh, And to get to know each other well But not necessarily To have sexual relations It could end up like that But that wasn't the goal Others say that, no, that, that was the goal. It was specifically for them to have sexual relations, especially since the Jerusalem Talmud says the reason, why would they have such a custom? Nowhere else does it have such a custom. So there are those who explain that. The reason why it had such a custom uh, was because in those places, the hegemon, the non-Jewish general, uh, this is something that we had earlier, would have sexual relations with people who it's their first marriage, for with women who, when it's their first marriage, and they're still a virgin, so to sort of um, bypass that uh, in Yehuda, they wanted to make sure that uh, they weren't uh, that they weren't a, a, a virgin, and so therefore they wanted them to have sexual relations during the engagement time period, and that's why it only happened in Yehuda and not anywhere else. Okay, says the Gemara again on twelve a two, the first column in the girl Gemara they make an inference the Gemara makes an inference from the Mishnah the Mishnah says the one who eats in his father-in-law's home and therefore is secluded with his uh, engaged uh, wife right the bride Uh, the implication is one who does so implication is that there are those there are others who who do not do this, and therefore the implication is that even within Yehuda itself, it depends on the place. It depends on that city within Yehuda. Different places have different customs. Some places have the custom that they are secluded, and therefore there's a, a chance or a good chance that they had sexual relations. Other places, they are um, they're not secluded during the time period of the engagement, and therefore uh, we will not assume that they had sexual relations. So that's a and a the Gemara then continues. It says, Keditana. We even—it's not just a b'aye, who's a rabbi from the times of the Gemara, but we even have a brysa, which is from the times of the Mishnah, to support such an idea. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, Be "Yehuda Barishona." We have, the, this brysa will now explain some of the differences between Yehuda, the region of Yehuda, and the region of the Galil in the north. Be, it, is, it is all within Israel. But Yehuda Barishona, originally the custom in Yehuda was, But there would be a time period before they actually get married where they would be secluded, which fits with the case of the Mishnah. However, in the Galilee, in the North, they would not do this. So that's one difference. Another difference. Barishona, so there was another difference, and this is going to be important. Um, there was another difference, which is was that in Yehuda, they would actually create a certain system. There was concerned that at the wedding night itself, uh, both coming from the bride and coming from the groom, there was concerned that one of them would end up uh, lying about the actual reality. Meaning, there's concern that either there was actually blood uh, present on the um, on the, the the bed on the sheets there was blood however the husband might try to hide it so that he can make the claim that ah oh, we see that she she didn't have hymen have her hymen um, there's also a concern that maybe there there was no blood and she'll bring out a sheet that had blood so that she could claim that she she was a virgin so because of that concern so in Yehuda they would actually set up people Two attendants, one really to uh, make sure one to defend the husband, one to defend the wife to make sure that uh, there's no tr- trickery going on. They would be they would obviously not be there during the act itself, but they would observe the sheep beforehand, observe the sheep afterwards to make sure that there's no trickery going on. This is what they did in Yehuda. Okay, for them to do this in Yehuda, this is why we're bringing this down for them to do this in Yehuda must mean that in those places they didn't have sexual relations during the engagement, because if they did, so then there'd be no point to this. Obviously, she will not have blood because they she already had engaged in sexual relations during that year of engagement. So it must be that in this place where they did this in Yehuda, they did not have this custom. Then that's the whole point of the Gemara. They didn't have this custom. However, in the Galil again, in the Galilee, they wouldn't have this whole system of having these two people uh, act as witnesses, one to defend the husband, one to defend the wife. They didn't have that in the Galil. And finally, the last difference. In Yehuda, they would have also these these attendants. They would also actually be sleeping in the house where the groom and the bride were sleeping in. And in the Galil, they didn't have such a practice. In the Galil, they didn't do that. So these are three differences based on Perhaps three different locations within Yehuda. The end of the b'risa says as follows, and this is the Gemara is going to continue based on the end of this b'risa. Whoever does not do this practice, they don't have the custom to do this this practice. It's unclear what this practice is referring to. We just gave three different differences between Yehuda and Galil. So then they cannot make the claim a husband cannot make the claim that I thought my wife was, uh, had, was a virgin and ends up being that she's not a virgin and therefore there's concern that maybe she committed adultery uh, during the time period of engagement. Uh, we, she does not have such a claim. Anybody who does not may have the practice of this custom. Now, what is that referring to? Ahai, uh, what is this last line referring to? Doesn't have this practice? What are we talking about? If we're talking about the first difference between Yehuda and Galil, so then me by it's not whoever doesn't have the practice, whoever does have the practice, who does have the practice of, for them to be secluded. Some of the practice of being secluded. So then you should say, whoever does have the practice of being secluded cannot make any claim because they're already secluded. There's already a good chance that they had sexual relations. So then the husband certainly can't make the claim. It should say whoever does have the practice. <coughs> Ella sefa, You're going to tell me something about the second case where we have uh, all these attendants, the, these two attendants. So if they're not present. It says, whoever doesn't have this custom. It shouldn't say, whoever doesn't have this custom. It should have stated, anyone who is not examined, anyone who is not examined, meaning this is not on the groom alone or the bride alone. This is on the two of them. They each have to have their own people observe and um, look, look at the sheets, essentially. Um, and so, therefore, it shouldn't say whoever doesn't have the practice, it should say whoever, anyone who is not examined. It's about whether or not in the end of the day they are examined and they, and they could see the, the, uh, the bed. That's the language that should have been used in the Brysa. So the Gemara gives a few answers. Really, it's talking about the first custom, where they are secluded. And it just you have to change around the words of the Brysa to say anyone who does have that practice. Anyone who does have the practice to be uh, to be secluded, so then they cannot. That husband cannot make any claim, obviously, because there's a good chance they had sexual relations together. So Rava doesn't like that. Amar really Rava, Rava doesn't like that because uh, that's not what the Bryce says. Vahakol <laughs> shalom It's not what it says. The Bryce actually says whoever does not have the practice el amar Rava. Rather, this is how Rava explains it. kamar and now we're on twelve a three at the top of twelve a three. He says this is how you have to read it. Very similar tabayi, but this is how you have to read it. If you live in the Galil and you do in the Galilee, you do not have the custom of the Galilee. Rather, you have the custom of Yehuda, i.e., that initial custom, which is that you should be secluded, which is not your normal custom in the Galilee. So then, if you are secluded, you're doing the other the other places, i.e., Yehuda's custom, so then you cannot make any claims. So that makes sense also. Finally, the Gemara concludes, and this is the end of the Gemara's commentary on this Mishnah, and then we'll do one other Mishnah. Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, no. Really, it's going on at the end of the Braisa, and it's going on the end of the Braisa, and really it's saying that anybody who did not have these people around to testify, to examine, and and, and to really see what's going on, so then you cannot have any, that husband cannot make any claims because the people weren't around. It could be that there was trickery going on. Um, and because there's that concern for trickery, so therefore they are uh, the husband would not be believed. There are those that say that this is the only time with the husband in Yehuda, In a place where the practice is to have these two people around to make sure that there's no trickery, so then not having them already creates uh, what's called a it creates uh, suspicion. The suspicion there, if it's talking about a place in the Galilee, in the Galilee, where there was no custom, so there's no suspicion there. Nobody does this. Nobody has these two attendants there. But you're going to tell me now, where usually it is the custom to have these two attendants, and they're not going to be there, then we're concerned that there's trickery going on, and maybe the husband really hid hid this uh, the sheets that had the blood on it, so that he can make his claim. Okay, that concludes that Gemara. Let's do one more Mishnah and the Gemara on that Mishnah. So this Mishnah, just a little bit of background, is basically going to say that there are certain people where the amount on the Ksuba is not 200, it could be 400 even, double that. Uh, The truth is, is that for every Ksuba, a husband has the ability to obligate himself even more than the 200. Something that's referred to as Tosefas Ksuba, above and beyond the Ksuba. And that anybody could do, anybody today could do it. it, it could be done. However, what our Mishnah is going to be describing uh, is not just what's referred to as Tosev's what the husband obligates upon himself, but it's actually, we're going to create certain standards that even if you don't write, let's say you don't write a certain amount in the Ksuba, if it's a certain type of marriage, which the Mishnah is going to get into, where it should really be viewed as more than 200, even if you don't write any amount in the Ksuba, the assumption is, the we would assume that it's referring to uh, 400, as, as we'll see in the Mishnah, and there being 400, uh, or more than that 200, even without writing 400 inside of it. The, 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 the question is, what is the assumed amount? Obviously, anybody could increase it, but the question is, what is the assumed amount? So let's see the mission inside. Kohanan, if we're talking about a widow, so whether it's, uh, she's the daughter of a Yisrael, of a non-Kohen, or whether she's a Kohen, she's the daughter of a Kohen, <coughs> because she's a widow, the general rule is, when you're a widow, you get one, you get 100, However, the courts of the Kohanim said, if she's a Kohen, she's the daughter of a Kohen, and she's a Basula, it's her first marriage, and she's a virgin, so then she should get 400, double the amount that is normally that, that she normally gets. And nobody protested, and this is, becomes the norm. The, the point of this is that this becomes the norm for the daughter of a Kohen, because the daughter of a Kohen for Yisrael, or for anybody to marry the daughter of a Kohen, that's viewed as um, you know, a, a higher standard. And therefore, you have to pay her more. You would have to pay her more. Okay, so it says the Gemara, wait a minute. The Mishnah said, um, we'll get to the Mishnah in a second. But the Bryce says that when if it's the widow, if she's a Kohen, she's the daughter of a Kohen, the widow really should get, if she enters into a new marriage, she should get 200. But the Mishra just said 100. That whether you're a Kohen or not a Kohen, if you're a widow, you get 100. It seems to be a contradiction. So that's what the Gemara asks. It's 100, not 200. Meaning even if you're a daughter of a Kohen, you remain at 200. Sorry, you remain at 100. So how could the Brisa, there's another Brisa which says she gets 200. So it comes along Ravashi. There are really two different decrees. You have to know the history, he says. Originally, when they made the original decree, they said only if you're a besula, if you're a daughter of a kohen, and it's your first marriage, so then you go up to 400. But if it's a, a widow, and it's your second marriage, so then it stays at 100. It stays, it stays at 100. It does not go up at all. However, then, what happened then? Moving on to Yudbez 12b1. Keban de de Behu. Once the Kohanim saw that um, the widow, the the daughter of a Kohen, who is also a widow, she, she she it's her second marriage, and people saw that you could just easily get divorced, just as easily get divorced to uh, to the to this uh, daughter of a Kohen, because it's still one hundred, and that's not something that we that we want uh, for the for the daughter of a Kohen, It's viewed as more of a gnei, more of a shame. To get divorced. And we want to make it a little difficult to get divorced. Uh, even even in the case of, of a second marriage. If it's the daughter of a Kohen. So therefore, Tekinu Therefore, they enacted that it should really be 200. So originally, it was 100. Because they saw that people weren't uh, hesitant to divorce um, the daughter of a Kohen. Where she's the daughter of a Kohen. So therefore, they said, you know what? Let's up the value to 200. Okay. 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 However, once that happened, now we're up to the third stage. Originally it was 100, and people were divorcing the daughter of a Kohen very easily. So then they brought it up to 200. Once they brought it up to 200, well, now we have a situation where if she's a widow and a daughter of a Kohen, she receives 200 for the Ksuba. The, the husband has to obligate upon himself 200 to pay for the Ksuba. Well well that's the same amount as a non-cohen non-daughter of a cohen as a first marriage. So why marry any widow of a cohen? I could always marry a first marriage uh, where she's not a cohen because it's the same amount for the Xuba anyways. I'm paying the same amount. I'm I'm obligating myself the same amount. And people stopped getting married to uh, the daughters of a cohen where it was the second marriage. So therefore hadrin al therefore they went back and that's what Amirchi says, they went back to 100. It was brought back down to 100. So at the end of the day, after that whole history lesson, in the end of the day, it for the only time that it changes is for daughters of Kohanim, where uh, it's their first marriage. It goes up to four hundred. Okay, continues the Gemara. Beizin shel Kohanim. Amr v'yudamr shmuel. We're in twelve b one towards the bottom of the first column. Lo beizin shel Kohanim Bavadamru, amru. Ela afilu mishpachas miyuchas es b'yisrael. Imrotsu lasses keder shel Kohanim. Osen osen. The Gemara says that this was not limited. The, the idea of raising it from 200 to 400 was not limited to Kohanim, to the daughters of Kohanim. Any situation where we're talking about families that are miyuchas, they are um, eminent families amongst the Jewish people, they could do just as, the same thing. So the Gemara asks wait a minute. Who who? Who now? says, "What do you mean, anybody who is of an eminent family?" We have another Bryce which says that no, it's limited only to the daughters of Kohanim or the daughters of a non-Kohen marrying a Kohen. It seems to be that it's limited only when there is a Kohen present in the marriage. But if there was no Kohen present in the marriage, so then the implication is is that you don't have just the right just because it's a, it's a famous, uh, highly respected family. That doesn't mean that you could change it. It seems that somebody has to be a Kohen there. So the Gmar answer is no. This is an important point. The Gemara says no. The reason why did we say that there's a Kohen in that B'risa, that there's on both sides, whether she's the daughter of a Kohen or whether he's a Kohen, is to imagine the picture of where he's a, the husband's a Kohen. And she's not. She's not the daughter of a Kohen. And they get married. That husband could claim, you know what? I shouldn't pay you, even if you come from a from a well-respected family. I don't have to pay you four hundred. I'm a Cohen. I'm the one who's elevating you. You're not a Cohen. I'm elevating you, so I don't have to pay you four hundred. And even in that case, we still say you pay four hundred because she's coming from a well-respected family. So then, certainly, even in a case where it's just two people, two people, the husband and the wife are not Kohanim at all. So then certainly in that case as well, we'll say that because they come from a, um, a very miyuchas family, a very well-respected family, so then even if there are no quantum involved, we'll say that they have the ability to set the standards, to say that a regular ksuba is not 200, it's 400. 400, they have the ability uh, to do that. Okay, that concludes this kamara. And just it's a key takeaway to understand that uh, any husband can obligate himself above and beyond the regular of the ksuba, But it happened in the times of the Mishnah, in the times of the Gemara, that they would change the standards for certain people. For certain people, they would change the standards. They would say they have to pay even more. uh, for If it's a coin, if she's the daughter of a coin, or if it's a a well-respected family, uh, they would change it. The next Mishnah will begin a totally new fascinating topics coming up in the next Mishnah and the Gemaras uh, for the next couple of weeks.